thank God for music ministry. Thank God for the media team. What we're going to do, we're going to, those of you that didn't see this, we're going to show you the testimony along with some, some pictures. Okay, so uh, enjoy the short video. <laughs> Today, I want to share with you a powerful testimony of God's protection. In August, lightning struck our home and caused a fire. Seven fire trucks came out and they determined that a fire had started, but they couldn't locate where it was. The lightning caused a major gas leak. And the gas leak was so significant that the gas company had to turn the gas off and told us that we needed to have somebody come out and determine where the leak was coming from. The heating contractors came out and they found the source of the leak. And one of the contractors told me that God was with us. And when they're called out and see damage like what they saw in our home, there's usually a hole in the ground, meaning no more house. When the heating contractors came out to do the repairs, they found that it was worse than they originally thought. The fire melted the two gas lines to the two fireplaces that we have, which started a fire between the first floor and the basement. The fire burned through half a floor joist and some ductwork. Um, and they said, we don't know what put the uh, fire out. Well, I know what put the fire out because God revealed to me that the angels put that fire out. I learned right after the fire that Ashley Barnett, who's a member of our Indianapolis campus, Ashley had been praying all week for protection from fire. She had never prayed about that before. And the day of the fire, she prayed in the spirit about it. There's no doubt in my mind that she was praying for us. The prayers of the righteous make tremendous power available. I'm thankful, thankful for people like Ashley who pray for us. Here are some takeaways from this testimony. You have angelic protection. You have angels who surround you to keep you in all your ways. They are sent to minister on your behalf. These angels are not little babies that have wings that fly over your, your head. No, <laughs> the devil wants you to have an image of little baby angels because he knows you won't have confidence in little, little baby angels to protect you. No, we need an image of real angels. These angels have a job. One of the things in their job description is to keep you safe. Angels in the Bible are huge, strong, and mighty. They excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of the word, and they are, are responsible for our, your protection. In 2 Kings chapter 6, Israel was at war against the Syrians. And the king of Syria sent an army to the city of Dothan to capture Elijah because Elijah was revealing the battle plans 
to Israel. So the Syrians surrounded the city to capture Elijah. Elijah told his scared servant Gehazi that there was more with us than are with them. And Elijah prayed. He prayed like this. Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. These were angelic beings that were riding on these horses and chariots of fire. Elijah knew that the angels of God encamped all around him to keep him in all his ways. You see, the opening of Gehazi's eyes did not create the horses and chariots of fire. They were already there. I want you to know that your angels are with you right now. They're always with you. Be confident in knowing that no matter how many people come against you, there are more with you than are with them. There are more angels working for you than there are demons against you. You win. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't messing around today. Numbers 13. We're going to dive right into it. Give me some house lights. Welcome, Indianapolis campus. Praise God. So Moses sent 12 spies to check out the land of Canaan. This was the promised land that God had for his people. And uh, we're going to pick up in verse 25 when they return from checking out the land. See, God didn't want them to check out the land to see whether or not they could take it. He just wanted them to see how good it was. There just happened to be some giants over there. And in verse, uh, we'll pick up in verse 25, and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and all the... Uh -oh. Come on, behave. All right, there we go. Came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them what? The fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. Okay, he sent how many spies over there? Did I tell you? Twelve. Did I say ten? Twelve. Anyway, twelve spies. All right. Here's the report that, that uh, they came back with. They told him and said, we went to the land which you sent us. It is true. It, it truly, say truly. truly. Nobody argued how good it was. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit man they carried they had to carry the grapes on like a pole uh, on their shoulders the grapes were so big 
man, I'd like to put those grapes in my smoothie. The cities were fortified and very, uh, the, the, or nevertheless, okay, here it is, nevertheless, the people who dwelt in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. They're starting to look at the circumstances, see. Moreover, we see the descendants of Anak there. These were giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Now, um, let me just stop there and go back to Numbers 13, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses. This is very important, and I, I, didn't, I should have put this in the notes. The Lord spoke to Moses. Say the Lord. The Lord. the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan. That's why Moses sent them because the Lord directed them, him to do so. Now, he says, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving. See, there's power in God's word to bring to pass the things that he says. He says, spy out the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. All right, let's go back to verse 29. So God is giving them, is present tense, giving them this land. Okay, now they're complaining about the ites. The Amalekites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the termites and the Amorites. Okay, they live in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb says, shut the, shut the heck up. <laughs> Quieted the people. Huh? I mean, you got to, this is, the, the word is this dramatic, really. It's like, it wasn't like, Caleb quieted the people. <laughs> Caleb like, shut up. What are y'all talking about? Because obviously they, 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 they hollering and screaming and complaining about the problem. So when you quiet somebody that's talking loud, you're going to have to raise your voice a little bit. It's like, hey, just, just stop it, okay? He quieted the people before Moses, and he said, let us go up at, man, bump all of that stuff y'all talking about. Let us go up at once and possess it. Let us take possession. I got a question I'm going to ask you, so pay really close attention. Don't fall asleep. Because it's a very important question. See, y'all sitting there, oh, yeah, I know this, I know this. I know it, too. This is how I cut my teeth on the word of faith. This is how I got into the, into the word of faith. This message right here started my journey on 79th and Harcourt back in the early 80s, 80, 81, something like that. I was six years old. I was the youngest apartment owner in the history of the world. 
So listen, even if you think you know it, see, the word is pregnant. It's always giving birth to new facets of revelation. You think you know something, but see, like, uh, I've been studying this for a long time, and I expect to learn something today because it's the Holy Spirit who's doing the teaching. I'm just yielding myself to him to be a vessel. And the Holy Spirit will tell you things when you're listening right. He'll tell you stuff that I'm not even saying. It happens over and over again. People tell me, man, you said this. I didn't say that. It was, what happened was the Holy Spirit, because it's dynamic, see? The word is, because the word is alive. And the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And we are the students. We are the, 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 the disciples, all right? So, so pay attention because I want to ask you a question. I woke up with this question, and it blessed me, okay? And I'm going I'm to share this with you too. Let us go up at once and take, and take possession. I remember that if I was you because that's, that's going to help you answer this question. For we are well able to overcome it. Now, see, you got to know more than God is able. I know the Lord is able. No, you got to know. Now, that's a given. You got to know you're able. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say we're able. He said the Lord is able. Oh, excuse me. What did I say? I said that backwards, didn't I? That's why you got to check things out in the Word. Like, why did I say that? Okay, so. He didn't say the Lord is able. He said we are able to, well able to overcome it, right? But, he's always got to watch these buts. Well, you got to do more than pray. You got to do more than believe. That's the buts. But the men, I go to church too. But. You just told me where you go to church. <laughs> you just told me something about your church. <laughs> but. Anybody ever seen them butts? Anybody ever encountered butts? But the men who had gone up with them said, we, we are not able. Huh? They directly contradict. Now, what Caleb knew and his sidekick Joshua, they knew that there's enough power in God's word to bring to pass what he said. These folks looked at circumstances. We are not able to go up against them. Why? They told the people, they are stronger than we. See, they're looking at natural strength. Joshua and Caleb knew it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. And they gave the butts, gave the children of, of Israel a bad report. Everybody say a bad report. You see, you might get a bad report from the doctor, or you may get a bad report, a letter in the mail threatening you that they're going to take your house, or they're going to take your car, or they're going to take your furniture. And so what do we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's what we say. See, we counteract the bad report. 
they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Oh, there's a lot here. And so we were in their sight. See, they saw them. How do they know how the giants saw them? That's good. That's good. I didn't see that. They didn't, they didn't know they were there because they were spies. How did, they, see, how did they know? See, because how you see yourself determines how you think everybody else sees you. God didn't look at them as the grasshoppers. God knew that there's power in his words to bring to pass what he said. He said, go, go get the land. Go check out the land which I'm giving to you. So, my goodness. What they should have done is what Joshua and Caleb did was magnify the Lord. The Lord gave me a revelation of this years ago, what it means to magnify the Lord. is that If I took a magnifying glass, the words are, are kind of small in this Bible, and I put a, a magnifying glass in between my eyes and these words, do they make these words bigger? No. The words are the same size as, as they always were. What it does, it makes them bigger in my eyes. So where is your magnifying glass today? The Bible says that we are to magnify the Lord. You can take your magnifier and look at the problem. The problem is the same size, but you are making it bigger in your eyes. But you, you, you turn that magnifying glass and look at the Lord. Looking into his word, the word becomes bigger in your eyes and the problem becomes irrelevant. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. I'm teaching here. <laughs> All right. So what they did, they magnified the giants and the ites, the butt people. The butt people magnified the problem. And the more they looked at the giants, the bigger they got. Joshua and Caleb weren't focusing on that. Let's jump into Numbers 14. Let me just give you a sneak pre preview of where we're going. There's there is, there is a, a rest. There's, there's a promised land that's waiting for us to take possession of. Something that's already done. And I'm going to show you how to get it. We've been talking about it all, all this whole <laughs> celebration. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just giving you clues 
It's really simple, but I want to give you the word because people will try to, the but, the but people will always try to get you into self-effort. And these but people are in churches. I love church. I'm in church now. But see, this is not, it's not a religi religious place. We want to see what, what does the word of Christ say. Thank you, Lord. Okay, jump into chapter 14, verse 6. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, they tore their clothes. They're like, y'all tripping. They're so, they're so irritated with these people, they just tore their clothes off. Huh? That's why I see I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing this stuff because it's important. You think that they're just calm and just, no, they're like, y'all are tripping up in here. And they spoke to all the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Everybody agreed about that. If the Lord delights in us, and, and the sense here is since the Lord de delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear. See, that's what happens. Fear keeps people out of the land that God has for them. Nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Watch this. Their protection has departed from them. Unbelievers don't have protection. We do. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He gives his angels charge over us. What does that mean? That, what, what, what does it mean when angels are given charge over you? That means that, that they're assigned to you. I mean, if a soldier had a, a prisoner, for example, and, and they would say, okay, I want to give you charge over that prisoner. That means that they're assigned to them to keep them safe. Angels, like he did for us in our home when the devil started that fire. I had angels assigned to keep us safe. All right? <laughs> now, see... Um, some people may not understand this, but this is just what, what I believe, and, and this uh, might not be right. I told Carla, she started laughing, because I had a thought. I said, well, why didn't the angels just stop the fire in the first place from happening? Because there's something unfolding here, and uh, insurance adjuster came out, because we had some other stuff wrong with the house that was kind of in the way of things. It kind of, so... The damage was on top of some other stuff. And so I thought the angels probably, it's probably a couple of angels at least. And when they're about, to, okay, this demon trying to take them out and going to start this fire. 
and one angel, he say, uh, okay, we're going to stop this thing. And other, other angel said, well, wait a minute. They got some other stuff needs fixed in this house. <laughs> he said, so we're going to let the fire start, but as soon as it stops, uh, we'll put it out. Because they knew nothing was going to happen to us anyway. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Stay tuned for the rest of the story. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. We had an insurance adjuster come out and was just pointing out this stuff. Okay, we can fix that. And we can fix that. And uh, we can take care of this. I'm like, Okay. Okay. All right. So you, you can't make this stuff up. Well, you got to do more than just pray. See? Go to a church. I wish you could zoom this camera into me right now. Because if you're watching online, go to a church that tells you the power of prayer and the power of believing. Not praying like, like Jesus never went to the cross. Praying like Jesus never finished the work. Man, I feel like kicking this podium, man. I'm so excited. I, man, I'm living this thing, man. See, when you live it, see, some people, they go to church, and, and, and it's, it's not, they, they just go for some kind of spiritual high, and it has no relevance to their daily living. And there's some preachers who get absolutely mad at this stuff I'm talking about right now. That's why they don't even mess with me. Some they don't even want. I don't. I don't have fellowship with too many people. Some people don't want to deal with me. I'm as friendly and nice and as kind as I am. <laughs> but I don't play. I don't play religious games. I don't play. And there's some guys that I do hang with, and they're hang people, just real folks that, that don't act all deep. All right, so wh where are we at? <laughs> don't fear them, their bread, their protection is departed from them. The Lord, listen, listen, everybody say this out loud. The Lord is with me. He said the Lord's with us. He ain't with them. Remember last week, there's more with us than I with them. Don't fear them. Glory to God. And then they say, okay, we get it now. We understand. Okay, well, I'm sorry. We repent. No, they picked up stones. <laughs> all the congregation said to them, all the congregation, excuse me, said, to stone them with stone. I mean, they just not, they just didn't accept what they said. I mean, they didn't accept what they said, but they, they took it to another level. Let's, let's, let's kill these fools. Now the glory of the, of, of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before the children of Israel. Okay. So, I want you to understand this now. You ready for your question? Okay, you might be. I don't know. 
Ten of the 12 spies came back with a bad report because they were magnifying the problem. Caleb and Joshua were two of the 12 that came back with a good report. They were magnifying the Lord. They said, the Lord is with us. We're well able to go, on, go, go up and possess this land. Let us go up at once. Stop messing around. 11 days they could have conquered this land. It took them 40 years. Why? Because the majority ruled. The majority ain't always right. Amen. Don't just go with the okie doke. Y'all know what I mean by that? I'm an independent thinker. I think for myself. I don't, I don't group think. Hmm? And sometimes I don't even speak up because I don't want to argue. See? Some of these things that I share with you today, I, I mean, I won't, I'll share if people are open. But you got to know when people, here's something else. You can't ram stuff down somebody's throat. People need to be open to receive. And because you can end up being, getting all worked up over, over people that don't want to receive anything anyway. And you end up frustrating yourself. But you know what? There's some people that are tired of religion. Tired of stuff not working for them. And it's all about what we believe. Because religion, you know what, re what religion tells you to do? Do more, be better, try harder. <laughs> Jesus said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Learn how I do it. Learn the unforced, unforced rhythms of grace. Religion is about working, working, working. I, I got work to do. <laughs> I got work, baby. That's what religion does. That's the average, that's the average white man. You know. Matt knows what I'm talking about. I heard they're coming to Fort Wayne. Average white man coming to Fort Wayne. I'm not going. Huh? I can't get, I get getting in trouble because some of y'all kinfolk get mad at me and see y'all bring me into stuff, just agitating people. I'm not going to mention no names, but uh, you got one member is over another member's house, and, their member, and the member's mama was there, and they told, they told, they told that, that member mama, because they knew she'd get stirred up about it, that uh, I was at the Morris Day concert. And she's like, what? Your pastor was at the Morris Day? So, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then this member, I'm not going to call their name. The member said, yeah, and he had a good time, too. So, mm. <laughs> so I'm not going to the, because uh, y'all, Kinfolk would get mad. They no, I went to the average white band concert. No, I'm not going because Hamish Stewart's not going to be there. Hamish Stewart is not going to be there, so uh, 
he's the one that, he's the guy, you know, so. Matt knows what I'm talking about. I'm just, y'all talk, y'all don't know, man. Okay, so, so, remember, there's more with you than with, is with them. The Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. See, that'll get you over any situation when you know that the Lord is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. You don't have to pray these stupid, sing these dumb songs, Lord, come by here, kumbaya, somebody, Lord, yes, that's right, pass me not. Oh, gentle singing, wow, on The Lord is not passing you by. That's a dumb song. <laughs> Savior, Savior, my humble cry. passing by. He's in you. See, the devil uses these songs to keep people in bondage. Don't y'all post that to Facebook. See, y'all choose the wrong stuff to post. Y'all have me looking crazy on social media. So, well, we are live, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, so watch this. I haven't forgot about that question. Going to ask y'all. Okay, but I need to give y'all some more notes. Okay, watch this. 40 years later. This land could have been conquered in 11 days, took them 40 years because the majority talked everybody out of it. Watch this. All of those adults, except Joshua and Caleb, none of them were allowed to enter the promised land because of their unbelief. God didn't keep them out of the land. Their unbelief did. Only Joshua and Caleb. Isn't that amazing? the ones who believe, only they were allowed to enter into that land. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. He took over from, he's the new leader, he took over from Moses, spoke to Moses, Joshua, excuse me, spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, listen carefully, Moses, my servant is dead, now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have, past tense, given you. When did he past tense give it to him? 
40 years ago. And this is one, this is the first lesson I learned when I got into the word of faith from this story. The man of God was preaching this message and he said, are you going to tell me, let me stop. I thought up to that point in my life, my, my mom led me to believe and, 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 you know, I mean, she just was acting off of what she knew and what she had heard and what she'd been taught. And what, what, what she passed on to me was everything that happened was the will of God. It's like we didn't really have anything to do with it. If something bad happened, it was just the will of God. God is not the author of bad things. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Good things come from God. Bad things come from the devil. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the man, the man of God was preaching on this, and he, and he said, are you going to tell me that it was God's will for them to be in that wilderness for 40 years? They didn't possess the land because they decided not to. They, they allowed fear to keep them out of that promised land. It was God's will. They just didn't go and possess it. Let's, let's, let's go back to Deuteronomy and see God describing this land further. A land flowing with milk and honey. Watch this. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot. You work and work and work and work and work. Car wash. I'm bringing all these old school songs. Work and work. That's what they did in Egypt. They were slaves. He said, this land is not like that land. Where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water from the rain of heaven. You ain't got to work this land. A land for which, well, who's going to take care of it? Who's going to do this if I don't do it? Who's going to take care of my kids? A land for which the Lord your God cares. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it. From the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. I love it. Now, Let's fast forward to the new covenant. And Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land. They possessed it. Now, God, in the new covenant, the writer of Hebrews references in chapter 3 and 4, the promised land. He said, since, since a promise remains of entering his rest, Wow, listen, the, the promised land today is not, it, it's not a physical place. It's a spiritual place. Notice, he, he's not talking about a physical land here. He calls 
He calls it rest. Oh, man, I, I, I love it. And see, um, read the, the oh, man, if we go to chapter 3, really read as a homework assignment, read chapter 3 and chapter 4. Because let me just look at the end of this. And whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey, in verse 18 of chapter 3. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Thank you, Lord. So therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you should seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. That's what I'm preaching to you. The gospel, the gospel of grace, the good news of God's unmerited favor is preached to you as well as to them. See, God was bringing them into a land where they had to do no work. It was a physical land. But in the new covenant, our land is a land, it's, it's not a, a physical place. It's a spiritual place. It's a place of rest, resting in the finished work of the cross. Let me say it again. In the new covenant, our promised land is a spiritual place of resting in the finished work of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. So what you going to do with it? The gospel is preached to you as well as to them, but the word which they heard, we went over that, it didn't profit them, didn't it? It wasn't because of God not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. You ready for your question now? What? See, because this, this is a, God is showing us how to enter into this rest. And he's given as an example this old covenant story of the children of Israel and the promised land. Now, keep in mind that the things that are written in the Old Testament were written for our, our learning. It's a great example here. So my question to you is this. What did they have to do to obtain the promise? It wasn't like the land of Egypt where they had to do a lot of work. Did they have to work to get the promise? Y'all answer that really quick. Y'all are a sharp group. But the simplicity, the simplicity of this is just amazing. But let's take that into our everyday life. When the stuff hits the fan. See, it's easy to just talk about this. We're just not talking about concepts and stuff that don't work. When, when people get in your face and cussing you out. That's when, that, see, 
See, you can still rest. See, some people think, well, I, I can't rest now. I'll rest after a while after I get through cussing this person back out. No, you rest in the fact that you know that God is with you, that you are a success, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and all things work together for your good. There, there remains. He's not talking about a physical place. He's talking about our promised land is rest. There remains, therefore, a rest. Will you get it? See, all you got to do is believe and rest. That's it. And there remains a rest for the people of God. For he, here, watch, here's how you know you're, you're, when you're in a rest. For he who has entered rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. I mean, that goes back to God and how he rested the seventh day after six days of creation work and the seventh day he rested. That's not because he was tired of all that stuff he was doing. Actually, creating the world is a pretty, pretty big deal. No, he didn't rest because he was tired. He rests like a lawyer does when, when uh, the, the prosecuting attorney presents their, their closing arguments. Or the, and then they say, the attorney, he rests. That doesn't mean, well, okay, he's going to get ready to go take a nap. No, he, he, he said everything needs to be said. So he rests. We rest. We're seated with, with, with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ. Amen? When you enter rest, you cease from working to try to please God. You rest knowing that he's already pleased. You, you, you quit praying, trying to get God to move. You pray resting, knowing he already moved. So you, 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 you rest. You're not, you're not frustrated. You're not nervous. See, when you're, when you're resting, you're free from everything that frustrates, that confuses, that worries, that causes anxiety. You're free. Because you know, no matter what, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the bad stuff just starts coming against you, you know that even that is working together for my good. I'm coming out on top. I win. I, because, so I rest in that. I don't know how God's going to do it. I just know, man, it, this thing's already, it's already done. It's just going to be fun find, figuring out how God's going to bring this thing to pass. All things, even the bad stuff, even the fire that hit our house. We're going to get some stuff fixed out of that. <laughs> that we would believe in God to get fixed, and all of a sudden, it's a fire that the devil meant. See, the, 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 the fire didn't come from God, does not come from God. Destruction doesn't come from God. 
But see, God can make lemonade out of the bad lemon. He took what the devil meant for harm and he flipped it. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't figure that out. Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.